Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. I wanted to uh, talk tonight on um, what I'm calling the secret ingredients for practice. Sound good? Little secret teachings here. We are moved to practice because we've been inspired in some way. The the first step of the five spiritual faculties is called um, faith or trust sometimes or uh, conviction or confidence. Um, And we're motivated, we're inspired to practice because perhaps we read a book or heard a talk or um, <clears throat> spoke to a friend who was very inspired um, or um, he came back, they came back from a retreat and said, this stuff is really good or now mindfulness is everywhere. You might, you might just be curious or you might be super inspired. Something gets us doing this stuff. I mean, it is kind of weird when you think about it, when you ask, um, when people say, oh, what do you do? Oh, I just sit there and do nothing. Watch my breath. Know that I'm alive. Yeah. And then what? Uh, No, that's it. Just pay attention. Yeah. Oh, and you go on retreats? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I sit for a day or a weekend, or sometimes people sit for a week, sometimes a month or two or three months. Yeah, it sounds so weird. Unless you've done it and you know for yourself, oh, this, there's something to this stuff. This stuff really is making a difference. It might be hard to explain why but you've been motivated at least to check it out. And then once you do, um, then you are, uh, you're curious more and more. You have sometimes what's called um, bright faith that gets you here, where you have been inspired by a book or a talk. You know, I've, I've mentioned this many times for me, the first time that I, ever heard these teachings. It was in 1974. And I heard Joseph Goldstein, who had just come back from India, who was, who was my, been my main uh, Vipassana teacher, uh, giving a talk and saying, it's really possible to not be run by your neurotic thoughts. I'd never thought that was possible before, but there was something in the way he said it that I believed him and I said, I'm going for it because I had a lot of suffering in my own mind. Anyway, something gets you here. I just, before I go on, uh, would like you to reflect for a moment for you. What would get you to a Thursday evening and, and sit quietly with 40 plus other people what 
has moved you. And whatever you come up with, it's, it's fine. Maybe it's just curiosity, but maybe there was something that, that got you here. And see if you can remember If you can, yeah, uh, Bob has, has put it in the chat room. Just write in the chat room what uh, what's motivated you. Could just take a few comments. It might be interesting to see. Do you remember what what got you here? What was your initiating of being on this journey? Others, you can just write it in the chat room, chat box. Desire to be centered and aware, not so rocked by the waves. Uh, sangha, it just makes my life better. Grief, a lot of it. Also, suffering, uh, developing equanimity. Having an experience of metta, the first time I heard about loving kindness, uh, the possibility of promise of the possibility of ending suffering, inspired by my friend who had a practice. Yeah, who was it? Was it any one particular thing that started the whole, the whole process going? Wanting at the moment of death to be okay with it and at peace. Maybe one or two more. Anxiety. Maybe it, it grew to the point where you say, I really need to do something about it. Okay, just uh, last ones if there's any more. Okay. I realized that I was less and less relaxed, even though I'm at home all the time. Okay, great. So general sense of discontent. All right, thank you very much for for those sharings. Oh, here it is, the one, one last one, the desire to focus on what's right and good versus what's wrong. So we all have our own story of what gets us here. But that can only um, go so far because you might have some hope or inspiration, but what keeps us here and what keeps us, I don't mean tonight here in, in, this, uh, in this room, in our practice, what keeps us going? What is it that fuels our practice and sustains it? And this is what I wanna talk about beyond just this initial inspiration. Because motivation is a key to keep things going. It can be so easy to get discouraged or say, oh, you know, as, as somebody said, it's so often the comment, oh, I'm not getting anywhere or what's the point? Um, and there's this feeling of not understanding how it works or just saying, oh, my fantasies might be so much more fun than, than feeling this pain in my, in my shoulder or this ache in my heart. 
But when you get into the practice and you start seeing there's something to it, you can get motivated to keep going by a number of different uh, sources of motivation. And the, this secret ingredients list that I wanted to share with you tonight is a lesser known list in the Buddhist teachings called the bases of success. It's sometimes translated as, and in Pali, I'll write it in the chat room, the word is, uh, are, uh, there are four of them, the four idipadas. That's the word idipada. I-D-D-H-I-P-A-D-A. -D -D you might recognize that word idi is very, very similar to this word that maybe you've heard of, city. In Sanskrit, city, maybe you've heard of great yogis who have cities, who have powers, their powers. And it's the same root. They are powers or sources of motivation and inspiration that keep us going. And there's different temperaments that are motivated in different ways. So I wanted to share this uh, list with you. I thought it might be interesting to get in touch with perhaps what motivates you. And there's no hierarchy to this. It's not like, oh, this is the better one or this isn't. And it's not like somebody has just one of these and not the others. There might be combinations, but there are four main um, qualities of heart or characters, uh, de depending on different temperaments, um, that you might find helpful and, and actually give energy to and, um, uh, and consciously appreciate and celebrate and strengthen. This list, by the way, um, although it's a lesser known list, it's, it's, a, it's a list that's in, an, in a, a list of lists that uh, you probably know all the other ones, or if you've been practicing for a while, there's a list called the 37 factors of enlightenment. There's one list called the seven factors, and this is a list of the 37 factors, just so that you, for your edification, if you like to study. So the 37 factors of enlightenment are how many different, two, four, six, seven different lists. There's the seven factors, there's the Eightfold Path, that's 15. There's the five spiritual faculties, I just mentioned briefly. And when they become strong, they, they turn into the five spiritual powers. And then there's the four foundations of mindfulness and the four wise efforts. And then this list, the four idipadas, the four bases of success. So here they are. First one is called Chanda Idipada. Maybe I'll write it in the in the uh, chat. 
Chanda, the word Chanda is um, a Pali word for zeal or enthusiasm. And when one has Chanda Idipada, one has their, their temperament is one of natural enthusiasm or zeal. Maybe you have a spirit of adventure. Oh, let's go for it. Or you've gotten really inspired and you're kind of on fire. Just reflect. When are you enthusiastic? And maybe it's not about spiritual practice. What are you enthusiastic about? You know, maybe it's um, your basketball team, like I am. Or maybe it's um, going out in nature. Or maybe it's uh, dancing or doing some kind of project wholeheartedly. Or maybe you have a cause that you are fervent about and there's a kind of fulfillment and, um, and satisfaction because you're on fire with this cause. Chanda idipada. Mm. And you can be inspired about practice too. Like I was about that. Uh, uh, hearing the Dharma when I first heard Joseph, oh, wow, I'm going for it. I can remember like it was yesterday. I know the room that I was in in Boulder, Colorado, where after about 10 minutes and hearing, oh, I, f I think I found what I'm, what I'm looking for. I'm going for it. Or hearing, uh, the Buddha's words, he has this one line that really, really got to me. He said, if it was not possible to free the mind of greed, hatred, and delusion, I would not tell you to do so, but it is possible. And that's why I, I teach. And I said, okay, count me in. When for you, in your life, do you have enthusiasm and zeal? And if you do, then cherish it. Maybe you're somebody that has that all the time. That might be your entryway into Dharma practice. But not everybody is like that. As we all know, we have lots of different temperaments. A second idipada basis of success is called, let me get it, where is it here? Virya Idipada. And Virya is a word that means um, energy and effort. Often they're spoken of synonymously. And this is when somebody, nothing is going to deter them. And it doesn't necessarily come from enthusiasm. It comes from an undaunted determination. One of the, one of the perfections, the 10 perfections or paramis is called aditana or determination. Maybe I'll put that in the box too. 
Aditana, where uh, where you have great resolve and nothing is going to um, get in the way. It takes, uh, it, it's a temperament that has a lot of strength, that has um, an undeterred quality. The Buddha had this. Let me read to you um, the Buddha when he was, before he was enlightened, he made this determination. This is from the discourses. If the end, enlightenment, awakening, is attainable by human effort, I will not rest or relax until it is attained. Let only my skin and sinews and bones remain. Let my flesh and blood dry up I will not stop the course of my effort until I win that which may be won by human ability, human effort, human exertion. Wow. Imagine coming into a, a meditation hall and saying, okay, let my bones dry, dry up, my flesh and my sinews. He was a warrior. He came from the Kshatriya warrior caste, and he was going for it for six years, starving himself, doing anything that could be done by, by human exertion. And finally, he, when he'd done everything he could, he said, okay, I, I've done it all that I could. I'm going to sit under that tree until I become enlightened or die. Fortunately for him, he became enlightened under the Bodhi tree. This is extreme virya idipada. But we probably know for ourselves when we have a wholehearted effort, not necessarily coming from enthusiasm, but just coming from inner strength and coming from uh, a deep undeterred quality. I'm just gonna time myself here. Um, when for you, I can, I, I can, uh, I'll share for me one, one time, and I've had this around, around practice, but um, I remember when I started writing a book and I thought, oh my goodness, this is big. And then it took a long time. And there were many times that I said, I don't need this. Do I need this? This, this is hard. But each time inside of me, something said, you will not do what you're supposed to do unless you, unless you do this. And I said, okay, I guess I'm supposed to. And that kept me going, okay, I'm not gonna give up. Think for you when you've had in your mind or in your heart, something where you weren't going to give up. not necessarily out of excitement or zeal, but out of resolve. And if you can't come up with anything, no judgment, but there might be some things that you just put your whole heart into, even if it was a challenge, especially if it was a challenge.
And perhaps just reflect for a moment if you have some kind of a connection with your Dharma practice around that. What motivates you? I wanna be free of suffering. I want to learn to love more. I want to see all the goodness in, in the world. I wanna know, I wanna wake up. Maybe just get a, a touch of that virya idipada. The third in this list is what is called citta idipada. Oops. The word citta, the C is, is often pronounced as a CH in Sanskrit, in, in Pali. Um, citta is usually a word that refers to sometimes the mind, sometimes the heart, sometimes it's called the heart mind, but it is this um, place inside in this particular uh, way of, uh, of using the word, your heart has been touched so deeply by the Dharma. You've fallen in love with the Dharma. You experience something so deep and there's no turning back. And you are not... Mm, ready to let go until you've seen for yourself. One of my teachers, uh, Punjaji, H.W.L. Punja, um, he, uh, yeah, I have a picture of him right here. I can share you right on my desk. This is uh, Punjaji um, from India. Oops. And he was a, a, a disciple of Ramana Maharshi and he was very, very inspiring. And this is what he wrote. He said, the desire for freedom is our most intense desire. All other desires are on the surface. They rise and fall, you see, but the desire for freedom is intense and you must respond to it. When you respond, this desire will bring you back home. It will continue to trouble you if it is not fulfilled. This desire must be fulfilled whether you like it or not. That's Chitta Idipada. And this doesn't, this doesn't uh, come up right away. It's after you've had a real taste and you've seen for yourself, you have verified faith where you've seen for yourself. Ramana Maharshi says, even 
After tasting such deep freedom, even once, one will repeatedly try to regain it. Having once experienced the bliss of deep peace, no one wants to be out of it. And the what motivated me to actually talk about this was a conversation I had the um, just the other day with a, a friend, and I, I got her permission to to share this story. She's somebody who um, has done a lot of practice, deep practice, a lot of longer retreats, and she's a wonderful, wonderful. Um, facilitator, group facilitator, and uh, and teaches um, uh, conflict resolution. But now she's taking on a role of of sharing the Dharma with others, and it's a real honor. And it's been daunting. It's it's been. She said, "I don't know. I'm comfortable sharing with others on on other things, but this is the Dharma." And I just, I don't know if I'm, if I'm good enough. She said, I know it's just my mind, but I can't, I can't let go of it. And I, I asked her, why do you think it matters so much? Why do you think this is so, uh, such an awesome responsibility? And she said, because I, I care so much. And I said, why do you care so much? And it didn't take long for her to get in touch with how much she loves the Dharma and how much she wanted, wants to do it well and honor it and not hmm, just, just do it right and, uh, and, and, feeling the awesome responsibility was overwhelming. But when I said, you just stay in touch with how much you love this stuff. And as she did, inside of about 20 seconds, tears started flowing out. And I said, I think you have everything you need to share this because that's what you're going to be transmitting. Not the lists, not the, you're gonna be translating your love. That's what gets transmitted. And it was very powerful for her. And she said, oh, I see. I just was in my head. And I said, this is Chitta Idipada. This is, you can't pretend anymore. There's no turning back now. The hook is too far in and just celebrate how much you love this. It's like a moth to a flame. And maybe that's not so for you, but maybe it is. Maybe you've touched something deeply beyond your initial curiosity where you've fallen in love or starting to fall in love with the Dharma. If that's so, just take a moment and get in touch. How practice is touching you, how it touches your heart.
And if you can access or even get a glimpse of it, celebrate it. This longing, it's a beautiful longing, but it's not something you can, you can hurry up or take as a, as, a, as a race. Just let your own deep desire for awakening whoops, or freedom, um, let, it, let it keep pulling you through. Chitta, Idipada. And let it keep on growing. Okay. And then the last, that was the bell telling, uh, I, I meant to quiet it down, telling me I should end by now, but we have a little bit more to go. So the last one is called Vamamsa Idipada. And the word Vamamsa means investigation. And in this regard, Vamamsa is a motivation that comes when you investigate the truth of the situation that we have. And you see, this is an incredible opportunity that we don't want to waste. There's a sense of urgency. There's no time to waste. The, the Buddha has this image of, uh, of most humans being like um, children playing with toys in, in, the, in the attic in their house, not realizing that the house is burning down. And he says, when you take a look, wake up. Not out of adventure or excitement or heroic effort, but, oh, let's make use of this time. In the Tibetan teachings, there are what are called four mind changers, motivations, where we see how precious this human birth is how precious it is. It's very rare to be born a human. And of all the planes of existence, the human realm is the best one to wake up, better than the animal realm or the, even the, the, the Brahmin realm where you can just be delighting in, in, the, in the pleasures of, of that realm, certainly better than the hell realm. It's a very precious thing. The human realm has both sorrow and joy. And so there's that balance that helps us wake up. Not, not only sorrow, not only joy, but enough so we can learn equanimity in relationship to everything, which is the precursor to enlightenment. Understanding the, that impermanence and death are the underlying reality and we don't have much time in this life. Third mind changer is understanding karma, the law of cause and effect and our actions have consequences and we are either leading 
planting seeds for more suffering or for more happiness in every moment. And then the, the fourth of these mind changers is called the defects of samsara. That is seeing that no matter how much pleasure we have, it's not going to do it for us. And no, how, no matter how much we avoid pain, it won't do it for, we're still going to be subject to it. And so freedom is really where it's at. So maybe just for a moment, check out with yourself and see if you've ever had that sense of how precious this time is here. Vimamsa. Let's not waste this opportunity that we have. And if that can motivate you, not from fear, but from realizing how precious this time is, uh, this is a great source of motivation for practice. So these are the, the four secret ingredients, sources of motivation, whether it's zeal, enthusiasm, or effort, heroic effort, or falling in love with the Dharma, or realizing what a precious opportunity we have, whatever it is, stay connected with that. Maybe I'll just take a moment to invite you to see which of these might be most applicable to you. And don't worry if no, none of them come, you just are still here on your path. So something is happening, is working within you. But if you get in touch with one, celebrate that. and know you have just what it takes. As long as you're clarifying, as long as you're, sorry, as long as you're facing in the right direction, that's, that's all that counts. Then you just keep on going. So there's a, a question, um, please clarify Siddhi and Aditana from the list, not as, not as spoken. Okay, Siddhi is, is as, as I said, it's a word that often means power. When somebody has cities, a yogi has cities, oh, they, uh, they can walk on a bed of nails or, or uh, do some kind of supernormal thing. That's often how it's used in, uh, in, in the Hindu tradition. Um, and, um, and aditana is, uh, is determination or resolve. So um, it's unfortunately, um, it's just about time for us to go. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have um, time for questions. If you have a question, you can put it in the chat box and uh, I can get to it. Uh, but otherwise, um, 
it's time for us to go and uh, we can um, maybe if you have questions again I liked doing that this this uh, the beginning of the the evening and just seeing if there's questions on on practice um, maybe we can have some more next week maybe more of a question and answer or exploration about practice but for now let's just um, dedicate the merit from the evening. And here we are together. Something has brought each of us here. Whatever it is, tune into what spoke to you in your heart to come on a Thursday evening with all of us. And see yourself in a community of people who really care. And as we come together and share the Dharma, just wrapping all of our good intentions and our heartfelt motivations for practice into one big ball, as Joanna Macy calls it, the ball of merit and then sharing it, rippling out to everyone, everyone we know, all beings, human, non-human, and out to this planet Earth that responds to our, our caring and our love. May our coming here together be for the benefit of all.